Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is our paranormal podcast because this is our paranormal community, and we want to support you here on RU Media Network. We are proud to be sponsored by the Haunted Hensdale House in Hensdale, New York. Here are your hosts, Brian Mersal and Sean Gilmore. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our Paranormal Podcast here on RU Media Network. How are you doing today, Brian? Good. How are you, Sean? I'm doing good, man. It's it's been. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that Mar- March is over. I'm I'm happy for spring. I'm happy for some sunshine, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm happy to get out there and start investigating, dude. We go to Hinsdale House in like two weeks. It's next weekend. A week from Saturday. Yeah. yeah, his it's first time thing. going. His first time going to Hinsdale House. He's in for a treat. Man, guys, we have an awesome guest for you. We have fellow paranormal investigator, docu series creator, um, and man, the list goes on. Um, Jonathan <laughs> Johnson. Uh, you can, goes by JJ, whatever. Um, really cool, chill guy. It's gonna be a lot of fun tonight, man. Um, you're actually on um, the show where different teams kind of um, competed. And um, there's actually, I know a couple people that were on the show. It was, what was it called again? A Paranormal Survivor? No. Paranormal Challenge. Paranormal yes. Challenge on the, the Paranormal, Channel, yeah. That's right, that's right, the Paranormal Challenge. Um, and actually, um, Resident Undead, the uh, people who helped back our network, um, they were on it, and so were the Haunted Housewives. There are other uh, local mm-hmm. investigators that um, that are close to our, you know, they live here in Northeast Ohio. Um, so it's really cool to meet someone else that was on the show. I bet that was a really cool experience. What? Did we go live? What? Oh my goodness! Did we not go live? We're <laughs> live on we're live on Spreaker. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh guys, I hit go live. I swear to God. But Facebook had a the audio things. version got a little more content. That's all. Oh, that's all they folks. did. They did. So here we go. We're we're gonna try this again. Hopefully, Facebook won't boot us. Maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe Facebook got mad at us. Let's try it again. Wow, take two. <laughs> Why did it do that? Okay, here we go. This is our paranormal podcast because this is our paranormal community. And we want to support you here on RU Media Network. We are proud to be sponsored by the Haunted Hensdale House in Hensdale, New York. Here are your hosts, Brian Mersal and Sean Gilmore. Hey, 
All right, well, tonight's a real special night, guys, because the people who uh, catch the replay on the uh, podcast, they get to hear two intros. Uh, well, everyone on Facebook and YouTube, welcome to our Paranormal Podcast. Oh, man. So, as I was saying, we're having a, we have a really good show. Um, we have Jonathan Johnson. Um, we're going to talk about his docu-series that he has on YouTube. We're going to talk about investigating. We're going to talk about Hinsdale House a week from Saturday. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, man, I'm just trying to recap everything that was said before, but shorter. Uh, and meanwhile, <laughs> Jonathan's thinking, like, man... This guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Who's running this show? No, no, no. Another thing that, that I brought up, though, was um, the um, Paranormal Challenge. And uh, I had mentioned how Resident Undead, they kind of got their start there on that show, and so did the Haunted Housewives. And they've actually, the Haunted Housewives, they have a couple books out. They've, um, they've gotten to uh, be pretty well known throughout the country. And so it's really cool to meet someone else. Um, who got their start there. And you've been a part of other shows, too, right? Yeah, I have. Uh, Paranormal Challenge was the first one we ever did. It was an awesome experience getting to see the behind the scenes and everything that goes into a major network television show. It was pretty incredible. Uh, I was also fortunate enough to be on My Ghost Story on A&E Network. Got to fly out to Los Angeles to film that, which was incredible. It was my first time ever being out on the West Coast, so that was cool. And then I was also a consultant uh, for the show Strange World on the Travel Channel. So I've been fortunate enough to, to have a little bit of uh, into or be a part of the paranormal television side of it. And that's kind of where I found my love for the filmmaking side. And that's kind of what uh, got me into the Forgotten Relics uh, web series. Nice. Nice. So Forgotten that's Relics, cool. that's the, that's the docuseries on YouTube. But to find you on YouTube, it's actually listed under your team's channel, right? Yeah, it's youtube.com slash WVPara, W-V-P-A-R-A. Um, and then, or you can search for Forgotten Relics. Uh, it should pop up somewhere on there. That's awesome. And it's, it's a great show, guys. Um, they, they do the history in the beginning, and they just show them investigating. And it's a lot of raw footage. And if you don't get to go out and investigate a lot, you really get to see how investigators go out and do it and what it's really like. And it's it's really, really kind of cool to see because it's when you have those, and there's a lot of great documentaries out there where they do a lot of editing, but you wonder what are you missing out on. And with this, you, you don't get that. You, you kind of, you get to see what's really happening and it just seems more real like you're there with them. So that's, that's really cool, man. Yeah, that's that's one of the main things that we wanted out of the the series is it's really, just like really a, a cool. raw, down and dirty kind of look. Um, a lot of the shows, especially the ones on TV now, you see like forty five minutes of setup, and then you see like ten minutes of actual investigation. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to. I mean, the history is important, so we wanted to showcase that. But we also wanted to show a lot of what we do, the, like I said, the down and dirty part of it, and yeah. show everybody, like you said, what's actually going on out there. That's really cool. I mean, it's, a lot of people don't know. And uh, it's really cool to, to have the opportunity to show people um, how it's done. And you have that bear that's sitting there with you. <laughs> you, you said that you built that yourself? 
Yeah, we did. We, we've done a lot of uh, our own kind of uh, equipment building. Um, Scott, who's in the, the group, who's our tech manager, he's done a lot. And then this little project over here, uh, this one was mine. Basically what we did is we took a, a motion sensor and we put it in the chest of the bear right here. So anytime anything uh, walks by the we bear, also want to destroy a lot of asking questions. Of, and then we put up light up motion sensors on the hand. So anytime it moves, the hands will light up. So we've had a lot of success with that, especially if you watch the episode that we did at the Hayman house, you can see that we got some interaction with it, which is really cool. That, that is really cool. I think it's really cool that you guys build your own equipment. Um, I've talked with people um, with about building equipment. It's not an easy thing to do. You've, you've really got to understand the way that a lot of the, the equipment works. And do you, when you create your equipment, do you build your own chips or do you buy them already kind of created? Uh, we, we buy a lot of stuff that we know works and then we'll kind of fit it to what we need it to do. Nice. I mean, we're not, we don't have super technical backgrounds. So a lot of the programming and things like that, we're still learning, which eventually we would like to get to that point where we could do that on our own. But a lot of the stuff we'll buy that we know how it works and then we can, like I said, fit it to what we need. Right I mean, that's the way to do it, right? And it probably saves you guys a ton of money going out investigating and stuff it expensive and that's one thing that we talk a lot about on the show is you don't have to spend top dollar you can go out you can make your own equipment and um you can get just as good of evidence so that's uh that's really cool that, that you're able to do that and then of course showcasing that in your documentaries i kind of feel like you guys should brag about that not brag I mean that's not the right way but you know express that you guys build these pieces of equipment so that people know that you guys do that because that's i think that that's really cool and it shows, I mean, their equipment works well. So with this, you said um, that you guys were out. Actually, let's do this. What got you started with your team? I, I've always been interested in the paranormal my entire life. I grew up in a house, or my mom grew up in a house that she uh, would have activity in when she was younger. So she always told me stories that she would be upstairs in bed and her mom would yell upstairs and tell her to get in bed because there's footsteps upstairs and she would be under the covers petrified. So <laughs> hearing stories like that always got me really interested. And then I got to college and I started doing more research. And that was about the time when uh, the Ghost Hunters TV show kind of came about and got really popular. And that's when I realized, oh, man, people actually go out and do this and, and investigate and that was kind of where my spark came from. So I actually reached out to uh, my friends and family and said, hey, does anybody know any places that are supposed to be haunted? And my cousin, who had actually been pretty close to for my entire life, he lived basically 100 yards from me uh, growing up, and we had never talked about it. He messaged me and said, hey, I've always been in, uh, interested in the paranormal. We should do something with this. And then we decided to start West Virginia Paranormal Investigations. That was back in uh, 2007. And it's just been kind of onward and upward from there. Nice. That's awesome. That is cool. I mean, it, it takes a lot of courage. So what what do you say to people that want to get involved in the paranormal field um, and, they, and they maybe don't want to just join a group, they want to start a group like you did in 07? Um, 
give us some tips, give us some inspiration. I mean, what would you tell these people? Yeah, definitely don't be afraid to, to branch out on your own. I mean, it is always good to, to learn if you have that, that option from somebody who's been in the field for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's also good to kind of go out and learn because that's going to be the best way is just through personal experience. So um, start out the way most people do it is, and that's the way that we did it, start going to public investigations at larger locations and kind of get your feet wet that way. And then just kind of go from there. Find The biggest thing is finding people who you can trust to be in your group. And that's that's one of the hardest things is, is finding mm-hmm. the people that you can rely on. And once you find that, then it just get, kind of gets easier from there. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Having the, having the camaraderie and having people that you trust and you have that chemistry, I've noticed when you have a group like that, that's when you get the, the best the best evidence best experiences absolutely with all the drama or 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 people faking stuff or you know general you know you just don't vibe with that person nothing is so i led a college group and um, i have my own group now in my hometown and you know when the investigation isn't that great uh when you're not jiving with that person or you know you just because I've I've went with so many people that I either didn't know or I've never investigated with, and it's you think it's going to go one way, and it's the complete opposite, and it's not even the location. So just like you're saying, it, it's it, it's so incredible that you found a good group of people that you trust, that you like, and you jive with. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've been. I've had the idea to to do the web series for a long time, and we didn't get it off the ground until until last year, the end of 2020. And that's probably the main reason is because I didn't have the group around me that I needed and that I trusted that I could get the product that everybody deserved. So uh, mm-hmm. having my girlfriend, Vanessa, and having our good friend, Scott, as the core members of the group, and then we have a few other teams in the area that we trust and that we'll work with, um, has made it really, really good. Uh, I mean, I think it's made it really, really good. Hopefully everybody else does as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Hey, man, you're getting uh, you're getting some great callouts here, man. Shoutouts here. You got Glenn Morgan saying that they love watching your live streams. They love watching yeah. your, your team's live streams. So that's that's awesome, and that's a great way. Again, I mean, you guys are just showing more of what it's like going on a location. That's awesome. That you guys do that. Um, and then Rob Yox, he says that you're a great guest, and uh, he says a. Uh, <laughs> Keep on going, doing what you're doing. Thank you, Rob. We appreciate you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, guys, if you have any questions or anything um, for uh, Jonathan here, please let us know. We'll make sure to uh, to get them asked. We may not get to them right away, but it'll definitely get asked before the show comes to an end. I promise. Um, so... And living in in West Virginia, um, it's what what is like the go to like locations like here in Northeast Ohio. We have Madison Seminary, we have Ohio State Reformatory. What what are like your go to locations in your area? Yeah, we're extremely fortunate. Um, I'm in Morgantown, West Virginia, so I'm pretty centrally located to a lot of amazing places. Uh, Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is probably the most well known. It's been on literally every TV show that's ever been on. Um, I've investigated there a half dozen times. It's absolutely incredible location. Uh, the West Virginia Penitentiary in Moundsville is another extremely well known place. That's actually where we filmed our episode of Paranormal Challenge. It's an incredible building as well. Um, we have a new one that's kind of popped up in the last few years, which is Sweet Spring Sanitarium down in southern West Virginia. And our good friend Cindy Harper runs the tours down there, runs the paranormal down there. Uh, and that's where we filmed our first episode for Forgotten Relics was down at Sweet Spring. So another incredible location. And then honestly, we're not too far. We just we were actually just in Ohio this past weekend. So we're able to drive to Ohio. We're able to drive to Kentucky. We're able to drive to we've actually been up to the Hensdale House in New York. So. I mean, there's a lot of locations within that six to eight hours if we really want to make that day drive and, and get to some cool places. Nice. Can we ask where you're... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to ask, can we ask where you're at this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. We were at the uh, Middle Point School in Middle Point, Ohio, nice. and the former Williams County Jail in um, uh, Bryan, Ohio. Nice. Nice. The... Um... Why am I not thinking? The guy that runs the those locations, he's a really good guy. I, uh, I investigated with Austin. him at Madison. Austin, yes. Yeah, he's a good guy. I investigated with him at Madison Seminary. And he uh, he actually had us set up these, um, these uh, REM pods. And then we connected them with the wire. And we kind of like, like did like a, a net thing. It was a really cool thing to try out. And we did it up in the, uh, in some of the, most active areas of the building. So it was really kind of cool to, to see that experiment being done. Um, keep, so it, keep that in mind for when the episodes come out. Just a yeah. little foreshadow there. Nice. <laughs> nice. Just a little teaser, right? All right. Just All right. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe he's perfected it then because that, that, was, uh, that was a year or two ago. So that's awesome. That's awesome he's still doing that. Um, oh, here, Glenn. Glenn Morgan wants to know what is the most haunted place you have you have ever investigated. He wants to, he wants all three of us to answer. But Jonathan, why don't you go first? Uh, I mean, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to go to to a lot of the major ones: Trans Allegheny, the West Virginia Pen, um, Waverly Hills, the Sally House, Bobby Mackey's, uh, Sweet Springs. All of those are absolutely incredible but probably the most consistently haunted place or consistent activity 
uh, probably has to be either Trans-Allegheny or Sweet Springs. Both of those are right at the top of my list. Sweet Springs is on my bucket list. That place looks awesome. Highly recommend. Yeah. Hear that, Brian? I do. All right. Brian, what would you... (laughs) Yes. Um, So, uh, Brian, what is the most haunted location that you've been to? Um... I, 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 there's a there's a private residence of a good person that I know we uh, that we like going to, that that's that's typically a, a good one. But oh, I you know the, I know you've I, been to a lot of places with that that old crew that you had. So. I know. Um, we slept at Madison Seminary back in the day, and uh, that was just a creepy feeling to to you know sleep there and have like my. My air mattress kicked in the middle of the night three times. I said, "Oh, that's a that that's just a great number. That's what it's just what I wanted to feel, you know, <laughs> at four a.m." Uh, so I'll, I'll say Madison Seminary, but yeah, I mean it's definitely one. It's definitely up there. I mean, mm-hmm. man, see, I've been to a lot of good locations too, um, and a lot of private residences. And to say most. Haunted. That's like that's like hard because there's different types of activity, right? Yeah. So to lump it into one, it's like hard. I mean, for me, the Monroe House, that place is insane, and I always say every investigator needs to experience the Monroe House. Um, the Old Lincoln County Jail, man, that's one of my favorite locations. So it's just hard. It's like because it's different types of interaction. It's different, but I, I would, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Monroe house just because it's got intelligent. It's got, it's, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got non on human. I'm not going to say it's demonic cause I, I don't have a way of proving that, but it's definitely not human. What's there. Um, it's got a lot of really, man, I've, every time I've gone there, it's been crazy. So I'm going to go with there. <laughs> Trans Allegheny lunatic asylum was my eighth investigation ever. Um, it was nice. I could barely remember it, and I don't have anything written down from it because I didn't keep my journal back then. Um, so I got to go find that old footage somehow. I'll just go steal it from someone just so I can relive it. But um, can you can you tell me a little bit about the basement of the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, like like the first floor? Yeah, I mean, actually, believe it or not, Trans Allegheny was probably it was actually my first major location. Like, I had done some local stuff and some private residences, but that was the mm-hmm. first like real, real place that I'd ever been. And I was one of the first places where I had like an actual experience where I was like, "Oh man, holy shit!" There's probably something out there that we don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the stories there, the the number of deaths, the the living conditions, the way they treated everybody just the completely insane reasons why you could commit somebody back in the day and it was just normal i mean yeah. it's it's outrageous to, to think about now so i mean there's no doubt in my mind that when somebody's treated like that or has to be uh in those conditions that uh it could be a breeding ground for activity uh-huh see man no. i'm I'm an empath. Going to hospitals like that, those are like the mm. hardest investigations. Any kind, it doesn't matter if it's a lunatic or a, a mental hospital or if it's a regular medical hospital. Those are always the hardest ones for me. Was was 
Is there is there like a cafeteria on the first floor? Like if you like walk in and you go to the left, is there like a? Am I thinking of a different place? Yeah, I I don't think there's there's not one. Okay. Okay. I forget. Mounds was also a great place. Um, the only thing I remember about Transalgany was like upstairs. You could you you could almost hear like walking around like, if you go up the stairs and it's like to the left side. Mm-hmm. I guess like if like like if you walked up the stairs and kept going. Um, I, I think you had to go like right and then left, but we did like a lot of lights out sessions there, and it was just weird either how uh, sound traveled or yeah, it was just interesting. I mean, overall, I mean, I could barely remember, but it was really good place. Yeah, it's an absolutely massive location. Like, literally one of the biggest, probably the biggest place I've ever been. Like, even one wing is bigger than most buildings are, and then there's multiple mm-hmm. wings. So, And then they have the the wood floors in there, so there are a lot of footsteps where you'll sit down and you'll hear basically just people walking around, which is kind of crazy because, like, you're talking about the sound just carries in there because it's such a big location. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Definitely. Josh Bender has a question. He says, hey, it's cool to see you guys uh, interviewing a fellow West Virginian. Uh, have you <laughs> have you been to that new place in Williamson, West Virginia? Josh Bender is dead lights. So you got to light up the night. Yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh yeah. and I just uh, started linking up uh, a couple weeks ago. Started talking nice. on Facebook Messenger and stuff. So uh, I got an order in for a dead light when he gets, uh, gets him coming out again. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, same here. It's all um, three of us, all three of us have an order on deadline. I'm John, getting two of the big boys, though. I w- trust me, trust me, JJ. I really wanted that uh, that experimental big one, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, like like the big boy that we're getting, it'll light up that huge uh, Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. But I want the big, big boy. We're trying to go to Hensdale House. We're trying to go in the forest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to light the entire know. forest up, baby. <laughs> I, I actually upgraded my order. Um, with you okay? I did, so I went to the next level up. So um, you have to. Yeah, I kind of figured. You know what? I got to do the thing because <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the thing is, so I have this uh, Q2N camera. It's the zoom camera, and uh, I, after reviewing our last investigation, it's grainy. And the only reason why it was grainy is because I didn't have enough light. So I'm like, you know what? I need to get dead light up in here and light up this because it's this isn't okay. So I know. I know this isn't it, okay. It isn't okay. So I'm like, how am I supposed to show this to my client? It's grainy. It's like, what kind of equipment are you using? You know. Um, hey, I I I got to pull this up real quick. This is this is a really good guy that I that we investigate with, um, and yes. he was. He was like the advisor for the college team back in the day. Um, we we planned this Waverly Hills investigation that I did not go to, uh, <laughs> but it was fantastic. And we did a bowling alley once. Um, oh, and the ship was the best part. Uh, there there was there was a ship in Cleveland, huge huge steamship. Oh, that, the William Mather. I don't know if that's where we went. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't remember the name uh-huh. can't say actually those, no, I, I think I ever did. That's one uh, of those things but, I understand. Uh-huh. But if I did, 
<laughs> that's definitely like the coolest place. That, you know, you know, and and JJ, I mean, you've been to so many. What what's what's the coolest place you've been to? Like, yeah, you know, there's like private residences. You know, probably things been thrown at you. You know, these big prisons. What's like the most unique place you've investigated? We've been trying to branch out into some different places. We actually, for the web series, we filmed at uh, an antique store in southern West Virginia in Beckley, which was really cool. Because one of the things that we're we're uh, using a lot with Forgotten Relics is the idea of trigger objects and mm. bringing in objects that have some kind of relation to the uh, building. And when you have an yeah. entire building full of trigger objects, I mean, it's it's interesting to try to narrow it down to see point yeah 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 that that was a cool one uh Mm -hmm. i mean yeah been to yeah too many to to remember but uh, i mean the sally house is is a really cool one it's a small little building a small little house in atchison kansas but it's insanely active um that one's always a a interesting one to bring up gosh yeah we uh we got this crazy haunted doll that we bring on it Actually, I bring like thirty quote unquote haunted dolls, but we got this one that's like that we got. It disappeared, you know, craziest things happened. We got her back after two years. It was actually insane. Um whole whole story behind that. But now, you know, it gets to the point where you hop to a haunted, you know, location and you talk about narrowing it down or pinpointing it. I don't know, you know, if like things are starting to pop <laughs> off. Is it is it Sally the ghost over here, or is it something that we brought, which is hilarious? You know, it's just like, you know, it's just pull out that REM pod and start asking questions. You know, we got to narrow this down or yeah. something. <laughs> oh yeah, guys, real quick, but, I'm, but, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to do this because Josh Bender asked us a question and we did not answer it. Hmm. We we got all we got all uh, yeah. up about deadlight and and he asked about a location and and we got distracted like that's like ADHD like right there, all right. But here so again, have you been to that new place in Williamson, West Virginia? And then he followed it up with I think it's called it's not scrolling for me. Hold on, I think it's called the old hospital in Cottage Hill. We haven't been there yet, but we've actually been talking to the uh, owner about setting something up in May. So uh, if all things go according to plan, we'll be going there in May to film for Forgotten Relics. So fingers crossed we make everything or everything work. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Out. 
uh, because that building, it's brand new. It's only been investigated a handful of times, but it looks phenomenal. So I'm super excited to get out there. I think that's that's the real magic. I mean, you've been doing this for 14 years or so. You know, how do you get your team excited? You know, you got your big possible <laughs> investigation list. You're you're reviewing it, but you know, I don't think there's anything more exciting besides you know catching something on evidence review when you're like, hey, we just talked to the owners, we got some dates, let's pick the best one for us. I mean, that that creating that excitement and magic. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. Yeah, <laughs> setting up setting up locations is always it's always it's like it's like a, it's a win, you know. It's like yes, you know. It's so yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you guys. That's that is seriously as good as getting good evidence because it's you said that you feel like especially if it's one of those places that are hard to get into. So um, that that's a great feeling. It's, and it, oh man, I love going to those locations that aren't overly investigated too. So it's yeah. like this hospital you're talking about is one of those. So, um, that's, that's awesome. Now, real quick, I had mentioned we're going to the Hinsdale house In um, in your bio, you mentioned that you've been in the Hinsdale house. It's one of those locations that people like to say, yeah, I've been there. I have a shirt that says I survived the Hinsdale <laughs> house. So what, what is your most memorable? Let's, let's build this up for Brian. I don't think we really need to, but we're going to. What's your most memorable uh, thing that happened to you while you're at the Hinsdale house? So this is a, a crazy story, but it's actually not paranormal. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, Hinsdale is way out in the middle of nowhere in New York. And we drive or drove six plus hours to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we got there, there was a huge thunderstorm, massive thunderstorm rolled in. Well, a little bit down the road, there was a transformer. The transformer actually got struck by lightning while we were investigating, and there was a massive explosion. We thought the house was literally, like, getting attacked. Like, it was so loud and so bright. And then we didn't have power for, like, three hours the rest of the night. So it wasn't paranormal, but that's still one of the craziest stories that ever happened on any investigation was this transformer blowing up right down the road from us. That's awesome. I mean, you know, (laughs) so, like, when you're running cameras and you're using electricity, like, that power outage would really suck. But at the same time, that's like what. Well, there's no better time for the power to go out than when you're on investigation, you know. So that I right. think that that's cool, I and mean, it's kind of like like a gift, especially at the Hinsdale House, man. That, uh, that's unless so you got ghost cam, unless you got that ghost cam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, you know we're, what I'm we're doing we're doing the ghost cam. We we've got it all booked up. Have you heard of ghost cam, Jonathan? I have. Yeah, I think they had reached out to Cindy at Sweet Springs. Uh, and talk to her a little bit. So I'm somewhat familiar with them. Nice. Yeah, uh, Vicky, who, who runs it, she's awesome. Um, she's she's from across the pond. Uh, <laughs> she's awesome, though. And so we're going, and we're going to do it, and we're going to get from 3 o'clock in the afternoon until like 6 in the morning of the HD footage from the um, security cameras inside the house. So basically, all we need to do is set up a... A camera outside hopefully it's nice outside we can leave a camera outside on the trail because one of my craziest uh investigation or one of my craziest experiences was on that trail i saw uh a humanoid figure on that trail and i'm like i gotta try and capture this again 
Yeah. So, and, oh, go ahead. And got you covered. You're going on an investigation, all right? Maybe you only got two, you know, video cameras for your two camera operators because you split up into two teams. Or maybe, you know, you just got one camera, right? And you hear something down the hall. Maybe you don't even have a static audio recorder. And you're like, I really wish I got that audio. I really wish I got that, you know, footage. Or I'll give you the best example. You're investigating with Sean over here. He he, he rips a loud fart. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. But you turned your camera off because you want to save that battery because the ghosts are draining your batteries. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, private, you know, all these different locations, you know, those ghosts are going to drain your batteries. The, these people, for a hundred bucks, which, you know, for a good camera like that's probably like one-tenth of the cost, they'll get all the footage for you. They'll do everything. And, you know, you're already spending, you know, three, four hundred dollars probably to rent this place. This is one of the best upgrades you could ever do at the Hinsdale house and maybe like a few other locations. But I mean, hours, like 10 plus hours of HD footage, you're going to capture everything and, you know, they're going to do all the hard work for you. I mean, it would take hours just to set up all these cameras. So if you really want to catch those embarrassing moments, those crazy, (laughs) crazy investigation moments where you say, did we get it? You can say yes. You can rest easy, put your head on the pillow and know that you can get all the Sean farts you want. <laughs> I like how you use you use the farts and the Sean farts. But yeah, here's here's the thing on it. Um, if you want to pause it after the show, go back to replay, of course. But um, Ghost Cam is a really you can literally um, they're they're on Facebook. Um, just find them. Uh, it's a Ghost Cam service, and it's a really cool thing. So they're getting more and more locations where you. Just pay, uh, I think it's like $100, and you get all the footage from their cameras, from the HD security cameras for, um, like I said, we're getting it from 3 in the afternoon until 6 in the morning. So that saves us a lot of time of setting up static cameras. I'm a big fan of using static cameras. So um, to me, I see a lot of value in it. Um, And I think that it's, Kate, that's my wife. Uh, (laughs) Um, so um, yeah, it's she wants that cam footage, man. Oh. Uh, she's she. She's got, oh, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, no, no, and 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 you're absolutely correct, Anne. I mean, you. Sh- oh, what's up, John? Um, and uh, this this right here should be in one of the bullet points that Sean was showing. You know. <laughs> You're trying to get a quick sniff of sulfur because you think there's a demon there, but you can go back and review. Ah, Sean ate that greasy pizza before the investigation, man. There's always pizza before the investigation. It's a rookie move. But, Ann, you're absolutely correct. Oh, 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 my goodness. Hot, spicy, need some more. All right. This is getting personal. Talking about farts and (laughs) spicy. Josh can't wait. Josh... <laughs> oh man. And and, and 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 you know, with like a popular you know web series, I mean, having a service like that, I mean, don't you just wish that every location that you went to offered that service just so you can? I mean, even if you bargained a little bit, you know, just to get it. I mean, spicy farts. 
I mean, that would just <laughs> that would bring so much value, especially for someone who likes to do like like the raw footage. You know, having more. Um, I don't know. I, I I think it's just a blessing in disguise. People get caught up with the hundred bucks or whatever it is. Said, nah, man, no, you're you're, it, you're missing you out. The, you have the rights to everything. So if you want to use it in a docu series, you can. Um, and you know what? I'm I'm big into debunking. I'm if I have an EVP, I I like if I have it just on a digital recorder, I'm not fully satisfied with that. I want to have something to compare that to. And so if I have that footage from that from the ghost camera, mm. from the walking camera, or what have you, um, honestly, if I can catch it on or have a static camera, a walking camera, and a digital recorder to debunk on, I'm a happy camper because that's you need at least that much. Because it, there's just too many things that that can explain an EVP. It could be a creak, it could be a fart, it could be a a, a sigh, it could be a lot of different things. And and that's one thing that I learned when I was in Ectovision because I did a lot of the debunking, where you even go as far as a creaking door on the other part of the building that sounds like an EVP in the other part of the building. Mm-hmm. And so when you have those static cameras, I just really see that. And the more you have to compare, the the more you're able to say, yeah, you know what? There's no way you can explain this. So that's, I don't know, that I really see a value in doing that. And that's why I really like the static cameras because you, you just have, it's like you have more evidence of it not being explainable, if that makes sense. Yeah, we, we always have two at least two cameras running at all times uh, just for that reason, just in case something mm. does happen. And there is actually a good uh, thing that happened as far as the debunking goes at Sweet Springs when we were filming for the web series. We captured this absolutely incredible mist that we were all freaking out about. And we, I mean, this was like holy grail kind of stuff. Like we thought that this was like the coolest thing we'd ever caught. Yeah. We went back and watched a couple of different cameras, and uh, what we figured out is there, there was, it was a colder night, and there was a little bit of fog in the air, and the way that uh, a car passing by, just like a certain way, just mm. caught a reflection of a window, and we debunked it right there. So, I mean, all I know, uh, we were disappointed, obviously, but we're not going to put anything out there that we're not 100% sure is mm. uh, on our eyes. Right, right. As long as it's unexplainable, right? And that's that's all it's got to be. I mean, there's there's no way to fully say anything is paranormal. There's there's no scientific right. way to do that. So, but if it's not explainable, if there's no way for you to explain what happened, then then you've got something good, man. And that's that's yeah. that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter if it's a shadow. It doesn't matter if it's uh, an EVP. To me, it's. I mean, of course. The, the real golden girl is that full body apparition, right? <laughs> right. Everybody yeah, wants exactly. to get that, man. But I, honestly, I'm always just happy with a class A EVP that cannot be debunked. So, yeah, here, and and Iris Vale says, some groups don't bother to debunk. And John Ward, Ward said, too many. So John John Ward makes, uh, is new to the docuseries uh, scene as well. So it's cool that he's here with us um yeah so so guys go to the the youtube channel here there's it looks like there's what four full investigations is that right because there's a two-parter yeah there's two two episodes at sweet springs uh we have an episode at the Heyman house which is 
one of our favorite locations uh, here in West Virginia. And then we have the episode at the antique store. And then we filmed three more since then. So uh, those are in uh, the process of being reviewed and edited. So hopefully within the next couple of months, we'll have three more episodes out. And then, like I said, we've got some more stuff planned out. So hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have double or triple that for everybody to watch. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Right? Now, I've heard, uh, now I don't know if you know Steve Hummel. He has archives of the afterlife. Um, if you haven't been there, they are reopening at a new location. Have you ever seen Steve Hummel's collection? Steve is actually one of my good friends. Nice. Uh, we met when he was working at the penitentiary in Moundsville. Uh, I've known him, oh, geez, probably 10 plus years. Uh, I talk to him on a regular basis. He used to help run uh, the Sanford School in Moundsville, mm-hmm. uh, which is where his previous museum was. And that's actually where we filmed for my ghost story. So he helped us out with that. Um, but I'm excited. I haven't seen the new building where he has his new uh, museum yet, but uh, I'm excited. I'm definitely, it's yeah. definitely on the list to, to check out. Brian, with your love for dolls, we're getting you in that place. I mean, this place, <laughs> his collection is amazing. Um we gotta and, do it. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the doll, but they're the one that the really the really creepy one to me. That's that's one I think of the really creepy one. And you're probably thinking which one, but I touched it and I felt off for the rest of the night. I I, I dropped my um my Trifield natural meter in the box that the doll was in. I accidentally touched the doll, and the rest of the night I was just like off kilter the rest of the night. And ever since. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to be alone with this doll, which is probably a bad idea, but which means <laughs> it's really a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. And this needs to happen. Um, and he knows. He knows. I've been talking to him about it. But then um, we, we had a project set up, and things just fell through, and then COVID happened. But now he's a reopening, so I'm really excited. Yeah, Josh Bender says you have to check out the archives. I know. Uh so that, that's really cool um, that, that you guys are good friends. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You guys are in the same kind of area. Um, and yet, I, another thing about um, Hummel, he's got, I think he's got pretty good taste in music. So uh, we always end up talking about music when we're hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's got a little bit of a metalhead in him like I do. So <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Always, always good to talk to anybody who's into the, the heavy metal kind of stuff because that's, that's my jam for sure. It's crazy how many people in the paranormal are into metal. I, I like it. Yeah. 
So, so I mean, how do you flip that switch from listening to like heavy metal to static audio? Do you do a lot <laughs> of that, or like, I mean, is it? Like, yeah, what's your... I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah, but I mean, I've been doing it for so long. You just kind of figure it out as you go along. But yeah, I mean, most of the time, and my music's cranked to a ten, so I'm used to <laughs> listen to audio cranked all the way yeah. up. So. Mm. <laughs> And so, like, people that are just getting into the game early, right? You know, they're like, ah, I don't want to do, you know, there's eight hours is enough for the investigation. You're going to ask me to sit there and listen to eight hours of static audio. You know, like, what? what's the what's the trick? What's the magic to uh, motivating your team to help out and get involved in static? Or uh, in uh, just, I, I guess, um, um, evidence review in general. It can be tough if you don't have the right people, people that understand, because mm-hmm. a lot of people, uh, especially the new ones, like you said, they'll see stuff on TV and they think that that's all it is. It's super exciting. And majority of the time, it's actually uh, work. a lot more late. <laughs> right, exactly. Hard work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, watching, like you guys were talking about static cams, man, that's, uh, like you said, eight hours. You have to legit sit there and watch it and pay attention you can't be doing eight other things otherwise you're going to miss that shadow Mm -hmm. or you're going to miss that um, item moving or whatever the case is so uh, you just have to have people who are committed and who understand but it is work it's it's definitely work there's no doubt about it yeah uh, it is hard it's hard to be sitting there reviewing and and not to start you know playing a game on your phone because like at least with me again ADHD like Oh, what's that? <laughs> so it's it's hard. So I've learned to do like intermittent sections. So I'll like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll review for like an hour at a time, or if I notice myself getting distracted, I'm like, okay, I got to stop because I need to focus. And if I'm not focused, it's I'm not I'm not doing the the spirits justice, really, right? I'm not telling. I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss their story. Yeah, I I, I love um, static audio. So if, if I had to review static audio, uh, EVP sessions, mobile cam and static cam, it would definitely be listed in that order. Like I, I've, I can jam to, to, to static audio because it's so clear when you hear something like walking around when no one's there. Easy. You could be, you know, doing something mindless while having the, you know, Word doc open, Google doc, et cetera, open and just taking notes easy just make sure like if you're playing a game or something that it's it, it, it's solo and you can pause it right uh the 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 evp sessions are a little different right because you got to be you just got to listen a lot more carefully because there might be hidden words in between you know sentences and you know um i could really sell a good mobile uh, camera session. I mean, you're going to be reliving the investigation. If you weren't on it, there you go. Here's the opportunity to experience it. But it is so hard to sell static audio, or sorry, um, static, uh, <laughs> like a static video. cam. Uh, Sean, Sean and I went to a private residence, and we had a static camera, and the majority. So it was it was pointing down the hallway, and for the majority of it. I guess there was a door that we shut and this camera filmed the door for three fourths 
of the entire investigation. Well, so this investigation is a private residence, and they're they're talking a little bit, and so we we had to uh, close mm-hmm. off that that noise because we were getting contamination. So you should have just thrown that camera out, man. I wouldn't have you're just looking at the th- oh, we did it, we did it though. Did it. I There's mean, more, my hats off to you, man. It's probably contaminated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> shout out to Rebecca. Uh, she, hey. she was a champion. She was a champion. Um, she's the one that did it. Absolutely. She's, she's the one that would rather wash your car than go and walk alone through Madison Seminary with a camera. That's true. Uh, Sean and I did these crazy <laughs> solo run challenges where we're like blind. Clips of it. We're, we're getting blindfolded. We're uh, we're doing all this crazy stuff on these solo runs. But but beforehand, we were doing some duo runs. And we had Becca from my team, of course, come along and, you know, be the camera operator. And as we switched, you know, areas at Madison Seminary, I said, hey, why don't you just stay here by yourself for three or five minutes? <laughs> She's like, oh, no, man, it's, it's creepy. I don't want to be by myself. I'll wash the Tesla. I'll wash this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wash your car. I'll do anything else, please. It was hilarious. No, but we, we have a good time. And then what was what what was a uh, rule number? What you would say? Go rule back. number two: always be brave. Yeah, that's it. Always be brave. So she said that a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did <laughs> rule number two. Oh. She had to remind herself. It seemed like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I had to remind myself. So I mean, I was sitting in mm-hmm. Sarah's room, blindfolded, with a RT recorder on, so I couldn't see anything around me. But I was sure as hell was feeling everything, and I was hearing everything. Mm-hmm. That was that was a crazy experience. I felt somebody in the doorway, and they just were not responding to me. I don't get it. So, so JJ, what do you what do you tell someone who's decently inexperienced, maybe zero to five investigations under their belt, and they're still getting some anxiety or um, just being mildly afraid uh, to go in small groups or solo situations. I mean, what would you tell them from like a paranormal sense? I mean, it is tough. It can be tough to push yourself. Um, I mean, the fear of the unknown obviously is going to get into the back of people's heads mm-hmm. and they're going to think worst case scenario, but 99% of the time, whatever's there is not going to be uh, a either strong enough or be aggressive, aggressive enough to do any kind of harm to you. So whatever you're thinking about in your head is going to be worse than what's actually going to happen. Um, so just slowly pushing yourself. If you're afraid to go by yourself completely separate yourself in another room where there's another investigator nearby where you can still see each other or, uh, just slowly work your way up until you're able to go off completely on your own in another wing or another floor, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Don't push yourself too hard, but definitely try to push your boundaries and, and grow as an investigator. You know, that's that's huge right there. Pushing your boundaries, growing as an investigator. And that's what I always talk about this Madison uh, experiment that we did because that's what I did. And it brought me to the next level, even as an empath. Um, because I would never do investigations by myself. I go off at least with one other person because of, well, safety reasons and also because there, all right, there's this one time 
I was walking down a trail in the Cuyahoga Valley National Park all by myself. I was looking for my friends. They're investigating somewhere. I was all by myself. I had this crazy experience. I'm seeing these, like, orbs, like, with my own eyes. These, like, colorful orbs, like, floating around. Like, I swear to God, I wasn't on LSD or anything. And I'm seeing these <laughs> things. And it was, like, the most craziest experience I've ever had at this place. And I'm trying to explain what happened. And they're like, like yeah, right, Sean. You're full of shit. Shut up. <laughs> Under the what we experienced, because there was like five of us there, and we all got. So I was like, okay. So I next time I don't go by myself because people won't believe me, especially if I don't have a video camera. Because when mm -hmm. I, I I like to go to the parks, it's it's free. There's no closing time. You can go there on a whim, you know. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of contamination being outside. So I don't usually bring a camera. Usually I bring a digital or like a digital digital recorder, and maybe. Maybe I'll take pictures with my phone or something, but I don't. It's very um, lax investigation type situation. So, man, yeah. I wish I had a video camera that night. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's like the, that's like a huge thing for me though. Like it really, it, it's like hurt my feelings, man. It's like I'm telling you, this crazy thing happened. Like, why don't you guys care? Because mm -hmm. they didn't believe me. So that's that really stuck with me. But uh, I think that. I, I did also have a fear of being an empath. I never put myself in that vulnerable situation where I had to test my ability as far as grounding and shielding. And so um, you have to do that. You don't, otherwise, you don't know your limits. And you got to get get yourself to that limit. And you got to push yourself. And honestly, the more you push yourself, the more open you are. And the more open you are, the more interaction, the more evidence you get. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's the whole growth mindset where you're growing. And I don't think there's any better scenario for someone to grow than to learn all about JJ and his group on the Into the Abyss section, <laughs> where we're going to ask JJ 13 fast fire questions. You got to answer as quickly and as thoroughly as possible, my friend. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, I'm going to say number one and number 13 for reference, but we're going to get right into it, my friend. All right. Let's do this, Into the Abyss. All eyes on JJ. Number one, besides your senses, what's your favorite piece of uh, paranormal equipment to use? Audio recorder. That's how I started out. That was the main thing. EVPs, 100%. Hmm. Okay, so you've been on so many investigations. What's the scariest moment on an investigation you've ever had? At the Sally house, I actually got scratched. I had three long scratches down the entirety of my forearm with nobody else in the area, no natural explanations, obviously no animals or anything. Uh, that was one of the first times I'd been physically harmed, so that one always sticks out in my mind. Mm, that's absolutely disgusting. Thank you, JJ. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything that you always habitually take with you on an investigation? Um, not necessarily. I mean, other than our, our equipment and our cameras and everything. I mean, that's mm -hmm. going to be our, our, our bread and butter. Uh, but I always have either some kind of cross or rosary or something. Uh, on my person or in the in the bags at the location. Gotcha. Or like the safe area. I like it. So tell us the difference because you you've been you've been you know in the TV field. You watch so many. Tell us the difference between the impact of cut paranormal video footage and raw paranormal video footage. 
cut video i mean you can make it do whatever you want uh, i mean obviously the stuff you see on tv they'll film for two three four five days for 40 minutes of actual footage so mm. uh they make it seem like they're there for a couple hours and they get this but they're there for days on end so most people don't realize that so you can piece stuff together and make it however you want versus where you're actually showing the majority of your investigation to everybody Mm, gotcha now 2007 was a great year a huge jumping off point okay was there a year after that uh you know where you thought this is just such a breakout year for us i mean as much as 2020 sucked for everybody for obvious reasons 2020 Mm -hmm. was a big year for us we finally got forgotten relics off the ground and like i said i had been planning that for years on end and it finally came to fruition and i'm super happy with how it started and it's just getting better and better uh, with every investigation wonderful so what's a location you've never been to but always wanted to go uh the Velisca axe murder house has always been number one on my list or high up on my list um i've worked with johnny hauser the guy who runs it before um so i've always wanted to make my way out there but i haven't done it yet okay um so i mean we all love west virginia but there's 50 other states what's the most haunted state in your opinion so far for me, other than West Virginia, it's it's got to be either Kentucky or Ohio. Um, I mean, I guess we're kind of biased there because they're so close and we've been there more. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as like locations I'd want to go, um, probably either, like I said, Iowa or Indiana, somewhere out there. It's pretty – somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So earlier in the show, we alluded to the fact that John or uh, Sean was having farts because uh, that greasy, <laughs> greasy pizza before the investigation, right? So tell us your favorite pre-investigation meal. Yeah, pizza is always, uh, depending on where you get it from, is it can be hit or miss. Um, we try to avoid fast food as much as possible. Taco Bell is literally the, the devil as far as pre-investigation <laughs> meals. Um, but usually something something solid, something like actually... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Home cooked uh, or something mm-hmm. legit, like an actual meal is, is good. But um, yeah, definitely not Taco Bell for sure. <laughs> definitely yeah. not Taco Bell. Taco Bell's for after. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, the only place open. Besides Denny's. Oh my gosh. Or Waffle House. I love it. Uh, What is the, what was the inspiration behind building your own Boo Buddy? We, we actually used the Boo Buddy on one of our investigations before Forgotten Relics. And we liked the idea a lot, but we thought it could be improved upon and made a little bit better. So we just kind of took it on ourselves to, to see what we could come up with. And I, I think it's worked out really well. Yeah, honestly, like the 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 lighting in your room was 
a little off and all I could see was those just like eyes. And I'm thinking this is some weird nun doll or something going on. But obviously now you can just see that it's just a full uh, bear. So uh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> um, so for you personally, how important is it to you to show the public how real investigating is versus all the cut, you know, here's what, here's all the action where they can actually see all the little bits and pieces of your investigation from start to end. It's really important. That was one of the main things that we wanted to showcase is a realistic look. I mean, other than live streaming the entire thing, there's not a whole lot uh, else you can do from what we're doing as far as showcasing uh, our investigation. So that was really important. There's so many shows out there, like we said, that will have an hour worth of stuff, but you're only getting five or 10 minutes of actual investigation. So mm-hmm. that was one of our real uh, setting off points was to showcase what it's really like. I love it. Now, we've all been wondering, uh, but I haven't seen the comment yet in, in the in the comment section. But what's the secret to that beautiful paranormal facial hair you got there? I mean, it doesn't look patchy at all. I mean, that, 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 that's the dream. <laughs> I've had a beard since I was in eighth grade. So um, lots of practice maintaining. I just trimmed mm. it up to be on the show. So I wanted to look nice for you guys. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank amazing. you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you ever think about, you know, I know selling uh, selling the boo buddies, you know, are are out of the question. But maybe we can get some like beard oil branded up for you guys. What do you think? You know, it's not a bad idea. Paranormal beard hair. That's that's good. That's solid. <laughs> there's a surprising amount of people in the field that's got some huge beards. So I mean, you could yeah. Oh oh, check it out. JJ's pizza grease. Oh yeah, there you go. Pizza grease. JJ's pizza grease for the beards. Love it. Uh, there you go. And number 12 here. My beard. <laughs> if there was one episode of yours that you can tell people to watch, which one would you have them watch? As much as I love the Sweet Springs episodes because it was our first ones, mm-hmm. uh, go watch the Heyman House episode. It is the evidence that we captured at the end of the episode is one of the craziest things that we've ever experienced and ever documented. So 100% go watch the Heyman House episode. Gotcha. Now, how do you spell that for everyone? Uh, H-A-Y-M-O-N-D, Heyman. Gotcha. Now, this is number 13. It's the last one. Uh, You have such a following, and you have a beautiful paranormal community out there that loves your content. What's the one message that you want to tell your paranormal community? I just want to say thanks to all of our friends. Like we talked about in the beginning, it's really hard to find people that you trust in the field. Um, so the people that we work with, we really value them to a, to a high level. And to anybody out there who supports our, our web series or our live streams, anything like that, any support at all, we are super thankful. And we're just trying to make the best content we can for you guys. Thank you so much, JJ. That was the Into the Abyss section, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I, I found yeah. the, uh, the video. I put the link in the comments for the Heyman House. Um, so Thank you. And Irish Bale asked if it's on Prime. It's it's on YouTube, honestly. Um, um, 
a lot of people were doing the whole Amazon thing, but Amazon has changed their rules. So, man, I'm hoping people are going back to YouTube more. I love, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm partial to YouTube because that's like where, where I got my start with Ectovision. But I just think that, man, it's there's just so much content there and it's it's free um and it's just so much it's just so much easier to get to get it and then then you can have the conversation after that and um, i don't know I'm, I'm a big fan of youtube so yeah. um when it comes for a docuseries so that's awesome that you guys chose that platform as your main platform other than youtube where else can we find you uh we're on all the socials uh facebook you can search us west virginia paranormal investigations uh, we're on Instagram. We're trying to get more active on there. Um, we also have a TikTok, which I feel like 100 years old being on TikTok. Oh but <laughs> we're trying to be uh, engaging on all platforms. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of fun making some spoof videos and stuff like that. So uh, we're, we're out there, man. We're trying. We're, we're uh, really proud of our product, and we want as many people to see it as we can. So nice. we uh, really appreciate you guys having us on here. Oh, definitely, yeah. man. I, this is exactly why why we started the show, is to help promote people like you. I mean, like I said, I come from Ectovision. I don't know if you've heard of Ectovision Paranormal. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just feel like, it's, like you said, it's a lot of hard work. And then you do all this hard work, and then more work starts with the promoting. And promoting <laughs> is very time-consuming, and it's very it can be very expensive. So... That, that's where the whole premise of starting a podcast for me was, was for this, this exact thing. So I want to thank you, brother, because without you, there'd be no show. Mm-hmm. And without you, people wouldn't like you who want to put the hard work and dedication in making docuseries, um, we wouldn't have this to, to learn from. Because I don't care how long anyone's been doing the paranormal for, there's always something new to learn. And you're not going to learn by watching the same people over and over again. That I, I follow a lot of different teams, and I watch a lot of different docuseries, and uh, it's all because I want to learn. And for me, I want to be able to assist. That The reason why I got into Paranormal was to help people in their homes and businesses, and I want to be able to do my very best at that. How am I going to do my very best if I'm stuck to my own ideas? you got to keep an open mind. And the, that mm-hmm. you guys help that. You guys help promote that. And I think that that's kind of like one of the many things that people don't think of because there's so many different ways of investigating. And then you also use it as a uh, as a way to kind of... There's some people that you're not going to agree with their methods, okay? <laughs> it, it, it's a good way to learn yeah. what you don't like, right? <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It, it's just all-around great learning tool. And then you're getting spirit story out there. So, and uh, with that being said, I have a TikTok too, but I always end up like, like I try to do paranormal stuff, but then I always end up like doing more family stuff or like barbecuing <laughs> stuff. So, I don't know. But TikTok, yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I never thought I'd be on TikTok, but yeah, we're, we're there. <laughs> it could be fun. It could be fun. And there's definitely and, some uh, interesting stuff there on TikTok. Don't get sucked in, man. When I first got into TikTok, like you get, I got sucked in. I'll be, I'll be sitting there. Hours, hours. Next thing I know, right next thing I know, it's four o'clock. I'm like, did I really just stay until four o'clock in the morning watching TikTok? Like, what? I did. 
I did that. That's why I didn't download I used it. To, I used to. I, yeah. I used to have to video games. Why am I not playing video games? I'm like, man, I could have been playing Halo. But no, nope. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, so I, I, I used to watch like Vine compilations on YouTube. And so when TikTok came out, I said, oh, no, this is like even more calculated, you know, dopamine crack. So I know it's just going to it's just going to eat up my hours. I'm not going to retain anything. I said, and I, I know it's beautiful for a team, like definitely like if you're trying to grow and distribute on a lot of uh, social media channels, to, you know, grow your viewing, grow your viewers, get your content out there. Uh, TikTok is where you need to be. Uh, but I will. I will sacrifice it um, because, I, because I do most of the promoting for my personal group, um, and you know what? I can't do that. It, it would it would wreck my soul. Uh, when you know, when I don't blame you. I don't either. When it, 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 it's so media, good, like it's like it's like for some mm-hmm. reason it's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is for the old people. I've learned. So, That's fine. Yeah, you. I'll, 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 you're you're I'll you're old, Brian. Home. I'm an old soul. You're, I'll you're sit there. Old, yeah. You're you're an old twenty year old man. Yeah, it's a real issue. Twenty six, but hey. I know. I was I You was, can round up to thirty, you know. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Hmm. Oh my gosh. It, well, how is how is how has TikTok uh, been for you? Like have you found a lot of success? I heard that it's it, there's like a lot of organic growth um when it comes to TikTok. Yeah, I haven't haven't mastered the algorithm yet. I'm still working on that to see what kind of content really is going to get to drive the views and drive people to our other, uh, like you said, other social media. Just experiment with different things, using teasers from like little clips of our episodes, and then mm-hmm. just like our own content. Like I said, uh, we've always talked about making spoof videos of like other people, like other like outrageous teams, like making fun of like ghost adventures and stuff like that which yeah. um i mean we love ghost adventures but i mean there's a lot of stuff to make fun of obviously so mm-hmm. stuff like that i mean we're, we're like always talking about that i think tiktok's like the perfect platform to do stuff like that we just haven't got to that point yet but i think it's out there i mean there's there's definitely uh some options for it yeah if if i could recommend anything gotta have a ghost fart on there and just hand the camera right over to that person because there's always one person whose stomach is exploding and uh at at madison it was me what did i have i had like a peanut butter and a nutella sandwich and, and my stomach sounded like a demon i was like i knew i shouldn't have had this you know See, man, I, I learned from you and i had subway before that one so i knew it was- i know it's just and he threw it in my face too yep. it, it was it was <laughs> It wasn't me. So. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, but yeah, that's when, I don't know, there's there's people that do all different types of things on there. And, and I think that spoof videos are great. And when it comes to the TV shows, I mean, dude, especially, I mean, Ghost Adventures, they've been on for years. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of content there. So, um, I think that, I don't know, if you could do something like that and, uh, not get in trouble for anything, then you know, because I don't know, I don't know what what gets people going. I'm not, I'm not legal. I just kind of do stuff, and I don't know. But I mean, not no one's going to get much from me. 
would be a waste of their money, I think, if they were to come after me, just saying. Hmm. <laughs> How many investigations have you been on, JJ? Oh, I have no idea. Hundreds, yeah, more than That's I That's awesome. You, you got to go back and start counting. I I found it hilarious to go back and count. Um, you got to do it. I mean, I mean, just to just to throw it out there, like this is gonna be my hundredth, two hundredth investigation. I mean, that'd be insane. You know, just like me. I don't even know if I could remember all of them between <laughs> some of the residentials we've done and some of the repeat mm-hmm. locations. I mean, I have yeah. a lot of stuff uh, on just like old hard drives from where we were just doing yeah. like EVP sessions and stuff. So I have a lot of them documented, but not all of them. I mean, I could probably get a guesstimate going, but man, that number is, it's pretty high. Yeah. And then of course the hard drives are going to be, you know, breaking You're right. You got to go to Best Buy to see if they'll fix it. I mean, it's just a lot of heartache, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I think it'd be interesting. And I think it'd be interesting just from a, like a mathematical perspective, because I love numbers, you know, this is my 50th, 100th, 150th, 200th investigation, etc. But trying to write down maybe just something small with each investigation, or like in like in like a notebook, right? What yeah. kind of like legacy asset would would that be to give to a family member, or like if you were getting out of the paranormal game at some point, just to give someone, or have someone transcribe it into like. I mean, people are writing books about everything these days. It's just like a little journal, like like an online blog or something. I think because your 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 love of creating and distributing to make sure people can enjoy this content that you slaved over with love, I think just being able to share that aspect as well. Um, but yeah, just like you said, it's going to take a weekend, like like an actual <laughs> full weekend of going through stuff and looking at old posts. But I think it might be worth it for you. Uh, I yeah, mean, your wealth really of knowledge, wealth of knowledge so many investigations, my friend. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's so awesome. many stories to tell, I'll, too. I'll tell know. you what, man. I My first investigations, I put everything on this laptop, and uh, the laptop just died. Mm-hmm. It died. Mm-hmm. I didn't back it up on a hard drive. I have, All my first investigations, all that, I think that I have a few of my original EVP, like some of my like favorites, just because I went and I found where I shared them with other people, so I was able to download them. Um, but man, most of that stuff is gone. I, I'm really, really pissed off at myself for losing all of that. That's just like man, because that I mean, when you're first going out there, you just that's when it's like the most, like you get like even more, you get like excited over a breath, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> So it's just like to see that growth. Like I, I can't go back to see how I was back, you know, 10, 11 years ago um, compared to, to now. So I don't know. Maybe I haven't grown at all. <laughs> Ask my wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> she said you were hot. I, I mean, I mean, looks aren't and, everything, are they? Well, maybe and, they are. And that's something you can write down in your journal. You know, you know what I mean? Something a little paranormal. Right. Um, <laughs> But it, that's that's what I've been trying to tell people as like one of the first steps. As like, oh, if you could take me back to 2013, it'd be like Brian, keep a journal, and whether it's like right after an investigation, maybe you know zero to three days, so it's fresh, and you know 
maybe a cute little table of contents, okay, just so you can track. And then also, like a section, if stuff happens at your house or it just happens throughout your daily life, time stamp it, you know, day stamp it. That's invaluable. I, I pay so much money to go back and see what my <laughs> thoughts were on my first investigation, the second one. So, you know, you know, when you're starting out young, I mean, write it down. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. That's really good. Really good advice. And and, and just from like a purely uh, selfish standpoint, I would love to go through, you know, all of your experiences and see the way that your brain works and see, it, you know, how you categorize certain experiences and how you, um, the word choice you use, you know, uh, that, that, that would be interesting. That would be something fun to follow. Um, you know, whether it's yeah. once a month or once a week, you know, like depending on, you know, what you're doing, you just like issue those and have your other team members do it too. So it's like, it could be, you could stack up weekly content for weeks, you know, but yeah, content is king. So anything good for content? Oh, oh yes, content I'm is all king. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love marketing, but yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other side note. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, so, what do you got going on with your group? What's what's you know something that people can, can get excited about? What's the newest projects? Yeah, like I said uh, a little bit ago, we do have three investigations that we filmed over the past two weeks. So we've been mm-hmm. we've been busy. busy. So those are all uh, those are all uh, getting uh, ready to review and then edit, which is going to take a while. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll have that out later this year. Uh, like I said, we have hopefully a couple at least one in May. Hopefully a couple in May. Um, then depending on what happens with COVID and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, like I said, we're, we're shooting for at least eight to 10 episodes for the rest of the year. So we're trying to, to push wow. it as hard as we can, uh, and push ourselves as hard as we can to, to get content out there. So, um, and then we always do live streams at all of our investigations. So, uh, if anybody likes watching live streams to Facebook and then eventually when we get to a thousand on, uh, YouTube, we'll be able to do live streams on YouTube as well. So, um, that's cool. Hopefully, hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, we're really excited about about uh, 2021. So everybody, go subscribe to the YouTube channel now so they can live stream on YouTube. Man, that that's that's the type of content you need, man, for your channel. That's mm-hmm. so I. Um, it's on TikTok. In order to go do live, you have to <laughs> you have to have a thousand people that follow you. And what sucks about TikTok, though, you go live, once you're off, it's content's gone. Right. So TikTok, that kind of, that's stupid TikTok. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I don't I don't go live on TikTok. I went live on TikTok twice. I worked so hard to get to 1,000, and then I was like, yes, I can go live. And I went live once, and I went to go watch the replay, and it was gone. I was like, what? Oh, that's stupid. I think I did it one other time after that, and I never did it again. I mean, I want I want the content to stay. So YouTube does that for you. You can always go catch the replay. Facebook mm-hmm. does that for you too. But what's really cool about YouTube is it connects all of your other content. So guys, go follow them and subscribe. Hit the bell. You guys know the drill. Hit the bell. Okay. Yeah, you got to get the notice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
That's crazy. So you're working on a few projects. Um, what's your, I guess, what's your favorite, you know, if you had to pick one, where do people follow you on what social media? I like if you like the live stream Facebook for sure. That's just the easiest way for us to go live mm-hmm. right now. But our YouTube is our number one thing. We're we're trying to drive the YouTube as much as possible. So we're trying to use all the other platforms to push everybody toward YouTube. So yeah. YouTube's where you're gonna get all of the main content, and then we are working on some new content, uh, some like behind the scenes vlogs of our investigations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So if you like seeing the the behind the scenes stuff's about how we set up for investigations or how we plan mm-hmm. out our camera shots or how we plan out certain things or just us driving to and from the locations, stuff like that. We're, we're um, going to start doing some more stuff along those lines. So uh, YouTube is for sure the number one, but uh, Facebook's a, a, a good one as well. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. I, I like Facebook just to like post the photos and the and, and like the written updates and of course the videos. But most of the videos, you know, I'll change up the descriptions a little bit and then I'll distribute them on both channels. But there's but there's like some series that I have like we do scary games Saturday. It's real, it's real ghost hunters play real scary games. So that's the that's the fun little thing, you know. Like you know, we we, we put ourselves in so many scary uh, uncomfortable situations. Uh, you know, ghost hunting, but 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 how does a real ghost hunter fare against these crazy, you know, whatever games? <laughs> and you know, it's just so fun to like, you know, get everyone over to have a blast. So we we do that, but that's uh, that's like a YouTube original where we just post a link to that, and that's kind of our, you know, you can watch our Paranormal One Hundred Ones, you can watch, you know, clips of the Into the Abyss, you know, to, to also promote this as well, um, or any story times that we have, but um on on both distribution channels but uh specifically you know that one it's just a link on facebook that drives it to the youtube so you can enjoy like i don't know 75 percent of the content and and then some on facebook because of the posts and the photos but then you could always just go to youtube for the for the full video content and it's a lot better organized i don't like putting the folders or the playlist together on facebook it's atrocious, in yeah. my opinion. Would people do that? Yeah. <laughs> Who's Facebook is like... Sorry, it's... Facebook. I don't like you. It's a pain in my ass. I, I post a video, and then I'm done with it. That's as far as I go. Because mm-hmm. everything else, is just, it's like you said, it's I, I, I'll do the folders on, on um, YouTube. But if you go... I don't know. Facebook, I'm sorry. You're, you make things too complicated, and it's... It's not really that great, and then and then you're gonna you're not gonna share it anyways for me, and I don't know. You, Facebook is rough. Facebook, their algorithm is all whacked out, and they change it all the time. Unless yeah, unless you're paying for ads, yep. Facebook's not gonna show anybody. Exactly. Like we'll have uh, a link to the Forgotten Relics, and then uh, I mean we don't have a huge Facebook. We have like thirty eight or almost four thousand followers. And we'll get like maybe 100 to 150 people see the link. Mm-hmm. But we'll post a stupid meme, like making fun of something, and we'll get like 10,000 people to see it. Like it just Correct. doesn't make any sense. Correct. And, and I, I like to say, um, like on Facebook, when you're first starting out, it's, it's first off so hard to 
uh, organically grow, but to even produce like video content where you're trying to, you know, you're asking for that much of a time commitment. It's so hard, especially for groups starting out that just photo content, you know, memes or just us being family, like a pair of family, or even just, this is a cool shot of the investigation or even, you know, evidence that's, um, uh, like in like photo form, right? You see a figure, mm-hmm. you see a mist, uh, orb, etc. But heaven forbid you want to show some evidence and it's like 30 seconds long, 10 seconds long, just so you don't take up, you know, so much time for your, you know, community. They're going to show that to no one. That video is dirt to them. You know, <laughs> they, they, no one's seeing really, that. Yeah. Unless JJ, unless JJ, you got five bucks. You got five, <laughs> right. five, ten bucks. We'll even spread it out over ten days. Yeah. Give how many free, people? They'll give you a free five bucks, whatever. Three, right. Yeah. Dollars. Free. They exactly. They try to sucker you I, in. I, I won't. I won't see my content. I won't see my content on Facebook. But it'll trick me. I'll see my content. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing my own content, and it'll say. This is what it would look like if you boosted. This, this, this. I said, ah, man. You know, I'm just trying to get the content out there to the paranormal community. You know, all this good stuff, like actual investigating, not faking it, actually debunking it, the good stuff. Man, they're in cahoots. Facebook's in cahoots with the, with the paranormal bigwigs. They don't want that. They don't want that. Uh-uh. Oh, that's funny. I don't know. It's so crazy. <laughs> so, we talked about like your what you think is the most haunted location. What is your favorite type of investigation to do? Is it indoor? Is it outdoor? Is it private residence? Is it a jail? What's your favorite type of investigation to do? Basically, anything that's not been overly investigated. Um, anything that we're either one of the first or the first uh, teams to get into always excite me more than others. We did a lot of uh, residentials when we first started out. We don't do residentials anymore just for liability reasons. We ran into some problems as far as uh, homeowners uh, leaving stuff around. And then we would like get a key to a house and they wouldn't come get their key. And then you're just like on the hook if anything happens. So we had a lot of bad experiences and that's definitely not, all homeowners who reach out, but we just had some unfortunate luck with some residential stuff. So we don't do that very much anymore unless we really know the person, but anytime we can get into a place. And one of the places we just filmed at is a place that just opened up. They just are starting to allow teams in and we're like the first or second team to ever be in there. So places like that really excite me. Um, I mean, the big places are always cool just because everybody knows the stories and everybody knows the visuals, but um, being able to uh, uh, go into a place firsthand without knowing or without seeing everything else, that that's always fun. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's always, when you have the opportunity of going to a location and um, you, if it, so basically if it's like a, a business that, um, people will allow you in, or a uh, a historical location like a historical society. 
um, going to places like that that don't get a whole lot of investigations done, but you know that there's a lot of activity. I agree. Uh, those, because uh, that's where you really need to think about how you're going to get the interaction. Spirit isn't going to know how to use, uh, if you're into um, using, uh, doing the different um, hacked radios or, um, you know, they're not going to know how to communicate that way. They're not going to know what a REM pod is. So you're going to, how do you get them to, to interact with these uh, pieces of equipment that we have? And uh, it's always, that challenge is always um, really cool because it really gets, you really get to know the location that way. It's definitely more personal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and then you also, I think that sometimes, like, if you go to a place that's, like, overly investigated, it's, like, you know the place is haunted, but they're not, like, communicating. It's just, like, okay, I've, I've already, you know, sang this song a million times. So so now <laughs> so now you got to come up with something completely different just because how else are you going to get the attention because they don't give a crap about you. Because someone was just there last night asking the same damn questions. All right, JJ. I got an experiment for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Brand new segment that we might launch. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay. It's called Paranormal Over Under. All right? <laughs> and you need to you, you need to say if if... If this is overrated, underrated, or properly rated, and a one-sentence response, why? This is like that would-you-rather game. Okay. <laughs> Paranormal well, would-you-rather. Well, well, close, except we're not comparing things. Right. That's the 80th segment that we're going to have on the show. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how many segments. All right, all right, all right. All right. Just, we're not going to do 13. We're going to do 10 of them. Uh, and... I'll, I'll give you number one or number 10 as a reference here. But again, um, I'll say a word. You say over, overrated, underrated, properly rated, and give me just a sentence uh, justification of your opinion. Ready? Ready. All right, number one, dowsing rods. Underrated. I agree. Because they're not properly taught and people don't understand how to use them. Investigating with the homeowner. Properly rated because it depends on how you do it. It can be really good or really bad. It, it's up to the team. Orbs. Highly, highly overrated. <laughs> 99% of them are bullshit. Big locations that that cost over $1,000. Overrated. Unless you have a 10-person team, most of the time, not worth it. Debunking. Underrated. Not enough people do it at all. Psychics. For me, it's overrated because I don't know enough of them personally, mm-hmm. but I, I do. I have seen some that I believe, but for the most part, I would say overrated. Thermal cameras. Overrated. I agree. We have one, and we hardly ever use it. Private residences. For us, highly overrated. But for the right team and the right situation, could definitely be underrated. Trigger objects. 
super underrated, obviously, because that's our whole idea. So super underrated. <laughs> Number 10, Paranormal Team merch swag. Super overrated. <laughs> unless you're, unless you're uh, on TV, um, I don't see the point in it. I love it. There's <laughs> there was just that questions. I want, so those some of those are really good. Um, Thank you. I like, I like, and I like how how you answered all of those, Jonathan. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, so like like private residences for you, they're overrated. But for someone else, maybe not. The thing is, is that now the paranormal, thanks to TV, has become a form of entertainment. And that, for me, is where it gets complicated as far as doing private residences. Because people want to have you in, in your in their show, and they think in their home, you think you're going to be like a free sideshow, free entertainment for the night. That's that's why one reason why I don't like involving uh, homeowners, um, along with other risks. But really, that's that's like the main thing. There's always this one story I like to tell. Man, we mm-hmm. went to their house, dude. We had experiences when we were doing the preliminary interview. This place was haunted. And we were mm-hmm. excited to go in and do this investigation. We said, look, all we need from you is find a place for your kid and get your animals out of the house for the night. That's all we need, and we'll, we'll do a full-blown investigation. And this was a duplex, so we had two homes investigated in one night. We were so pumped. We get there. They had two more dogs and five more people. We're like, yeah, guys, sorry. Call us when you don't have as many people. And we turned, grabbed our stuff, turned around, and left. They were super pissed. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's unfortunately an all too common thing. And again, I'm saying these things, and this isn't for everybody, but from mm-hmm. stuff that we've experienced, a lot of homeowners just want attention. And that's an easy way for them to get attention is by coming or calling a team in and saying, hey, this place is haunted. So what we found out is that people would say, oh, we've had this experience and that experience and we've never done anything here. And then we show up at the house and they're like, hey, listen to this EVP or listen to this picture or, or look mm. at this picture. And there are all this stuff that they've done on their own. And like, well, you just told me that you've never done anything here, but now you're showing me all this stuff. Right. So, I mean, we in those cases, you, they're obviously just want you there for attention. But then there are people that legitimately need help but my big problem with residentials is most teams that I've seen go in to try to prove what's there when they should be going in trying to debunk everything. The majority of the time before they ever bust out of a piece of equipment should be spent trying to find natural explanations for whatever the homeowner is experiencing. If you're not doing that, then you're just making the problem worse. So mm-hmm. if you go through and you debunk everything and then you're able to find uh, an EVP or whatever it is, that's awesome. But if you go in and the first thing you do is bust out your recorder and start asking questions, I mean, there's no way for you to know that that's not something in the house. And then it's just going to make the homeowner even more paranoid or even more scared. So that's, I mean, I have a lot of reservations with residentials just because they're not usually done the correct way. Mm-hmm. They can be. There's a lot of people that don't, that don't do it the right way. And you're right. It does make it worse. And then there's there's the people who go into and there's the the mental you know mentally ill people and then it's it gets to be yeah I've I've had a, quite a few of those it's just 
But the thing is, when you're when when you have people hearing voices and seeing stuff, I mean, I guess that's a risk that we take as investigators, you know, because that's definitely, you know, a lot of people when they have paranormal investigators, the first place they go is a psychiatrist. Honestly, you're not wrong. You definitely want to seek medical attention. You got to rule that out. But mm -hmm. it's not always the case. So it's, I know you're right, and that's that's I think like I'm I'm still waiting for that one big case like i've done a lot of residentials a lot but i still haven't had that one big case that it's just like man this was awesome i've had cases where i've really helped people and it's been great and it's been an honor to be a part of but you know that one case you know <laughs> that one case the one that they write books about you know i want i want that right case, you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, love me an investing like love me a free investigation you know, because I'm used to team, I'm used to managing a team 10, 10 plus, which I've always done. Um, there's just always someone that would always tag along. Maybe like they don't go on all of them, but it's just nice to have. So it's, it's easier for the big locations. You know, if it's 300 bucks, you split it 30, but you know, just being able to give like a free investigation or just do like a $15 investigation fee. So you could build up some reserves, you know, just to help. Uh, either equipment or do like uh, reduce the cost of like the big locations. You know how it is. Uh, so oh, yeah. love me, love me free investigations. But private residences are so hard, and I never used to have this problem. But it's in my perfect world, it's my team investigating, and it always turns out to be more people there, and that. That opens up for noise contamination. It opens up to, honestly, everything. Um, and it's just, it just derails my focus. Like, I'm there to debunk. I'm there to do some wonderful things. Have my, you know, team members have, like, like a magical night. You know, we're helping people. But it's just a lot harder. It's just a lot harder. So, you know, I always say, let's do two. Let's have one without you there, one with you there. See, you know... Even you like almost use them as like a trigger object. Compare and contrast. Yeah, a little, yeah exactly. A little, little control variable, but it's rough. It's rough. Um, yeah, but I mean, I know we're gonna start wrapping up here, but I guess my my only last question is uh, if I mean you've done so many things, you know, like so many series since '07, and you see now, like, one of the scary movie fads is, like, you know, doing more paranormal investigation stuff-wise. If, uh, you know, if someone called you and said, hey, JJ, we want you to help us work on, like, the next Conjuring, and it's going to have more paranormal investigation aspects, I mean, what kind of elements would you help them put in there? That's a really good question. I like that a lot. Um, basically... I'm the worst person that ever asked that question to because <laughs> I cannot watch a scary movie. Like I have no problem going in the basement of the Sally house or somewhere else and sitting by myself mm -hmm. but to sit me down and watch a scary movie. I just can't do it. Like I hate it. I don't know why I hate jump scares. I hate loud noises. It's, my mind just messes with me too much to watch a scary movie. So I would be a terrible person to ask that, but Basically, I would say one of those things uh, that would mess with me is just 
to let the imagination do all of the scaring because you don't need to have 18 million jump scares because mm-hmm. your mind's going to be more powerful and going to build that up and make it scarier than than a jump scare would. Yeah, this is this is the exact reason why I said, listen, give it a few years to catch on, and even if it doesn't, it's just hilarious that all of our group members do this. Scary Game Saturday is hilarious because you'll have people that either are hot shots at these games, don't scare them, but they won't spend two minutes down in the nunnery basement by themselves or vice versa. You know, they're hardcore, but when they're playing with with these noise-canceling headphones on, they're like beads of sweat going down their face. You, you know, you got that beautiful because you got to play in the dark, you got that 4K camera, IR, you know, just for ghost hunting, right? <laughs> and you can see the beads of sweat going down their face. They're shaking. It's hilarious. That would it be is, me. For yeah. sure. That would 100% be me. <laughs> listen, listen. That, and next time you come to Ohio, we'll, um, you know, <laughs> sometime in the next three years, you know, because I know yeah. how busy we all are. Sometime in the next three years, let's uh, let's link up. We'll do an investigation, but uh, we'll do some scary games beforehand, too. You know, you pick your favorite pre-investigation meal. (laughs) We'll make it happen. We'll be back in Ohio later this year, so. I love it. it Yeah, and, and, and you need to, what's, let me actually write this down, uh, because I am curious. Um, What's like, like like the best West Virginia or you know around that area um, uh, locations for you. Obviously, we have Tala or Transalgene to Lunatic Asylum. What are the right. what are the other ones? So one that's super uh, underrated and not well known yet, but is going to be well known is the Heyman House in Sutton, West Virginia. Um, the owner there, Teresa, is amazing. She's been super nice and, and letting us come in We're we've been one of the main teams to kind of get in mm. and explore that. Place. It's, it's very uh, new to, to having teams in there, but every time we go there, we have different stuff happen and we're kind of learning the story. We're getting more pieces every time we go there. So I absolutely love that place. I love that. Talk, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. We're learning stuff that is being corroborated by her research later on that we didn't know beforehand, which is always amazing. So highly recommend that. And then Sweet Springs. Cindy does a phenomenal job running the tours there at uh, Sweet Springs. So that building is the history there and just the the views, the visuals, and everything there, uh, unbelievable. So those two I would highly recommend. Okay, yeah. Okay, so definitely going to put on the list – and and before the end of 2020, you have my word, JJ. We we we're gonna hit all of those. Um, and 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 yeah, you know, going back to a location, you know, so, some novices will be like, ah, why are we going back there? No, no, it is such yeah. a different experience every time. You can't you can't, the- you can't go to a location one time and and know what's going on. Oh yeah, I understand it. You've got to go there multiple times. It's great to it's say, totally yeah, experience. I've yeah. been there. I've been there before. Yeah, but how? I mean, that's why. Like, that's why I keep on going back to the Monroe House. That's why I'm excited to go back to the Hinsdale House, and that's why I keep on going back to Madison mm-hmm. Seminary and the Old Lincoln County Jails because I want to understand more than just have a couple experiences, and that's that's part of really learning it. 
Um, but you know what? If, if some people though, they're in it to to have that one time experience, to have that um, that unforgettable life changing experience. And you know what? Though, hats off to you too, man. You do what you do because you're helping support these historical locations, and then mm-hmm. you, you know you guys are needed. Um, and so I, I'm not putting that down, but that's just um, more along my lines. I want to understand it. I I want a better understanding of what. I experienced when I was younger, right? I think that a lot of people get into the paranormal because of experiences that they had when they were younger. I want to have a better understanding of it because they didn't have this stuff when I was a kid. On the Discovery Channel, they may have had like some of those reenactment shows, like I was on Paranormal Survivor, like stuff like that. But um, it, it's it's not. It doesn't really. It's it's nice to know you're not alone, but it doesn't help you understand. And mm-hmm. even the, the shows out there, the shows out there, like, it's all demons. Oh, it's scary demons. <laughs> and um, you know what? Great. It sells. And that's, that's, that's great for you. But that's, that's honestly, if, <laughs> if you come across a demon, you are far, you've, you've experienced probably 1% of what's out there in the paranormal. It's very, very unlikely for you to mm-hmm. come across something that's demonic. Not every number three, not everything that happens in a three is demonic. Not every scratch is demonic. Um, it's so it's. Um, I'm not downplaying the times that were, but a lot of times things are built up to be more than they are, and that's that's how you. The only way you can really understand that is by experiencing it and getting to know how a location is. You go to a location that um, that has consistent activity, and you get to learn that activity then you have a, such a, a deeper mean, um, understanding. And you you having access to a place like that is amazing. Because yeah. most investigators... It really, really is. Yeah, absolutely. Most investigators don't have that. Most investigators, you know, they you know scrounge up the change and uh, go to locations as they can. You know, so it's, it's awesome that you guys have that. Um, because, man, it, to have that, that type of opportunity to get to know these locations, um, it's... That's that's the stuff that I'm after, you know. But mm-hmm. hey, um, oh wow, it's already ten till. So when <laughs> <laughs> when you guys what? Now we talked about how I said like the, you know, the holy grail is the full body apparition. That's what every investigator wants, especially if they make docu series. What what is like? When you are reviewing an investigation and you're just not getting anything, and but you hope <laughs> to get this one thing to save that investigation so you can still make a docuseries out of it, what is your your ideal piece? What is your your yeah? What is your like dream piece of investigation that would save that investigation that you've got nothing else on? Hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, the, the full body apparition is always going to be the thing that everybody's chasing after that that does any kind of video or anything like that. That's for sure. But I mean, ninety nine percent chance that's not going to happen. So uh, if we could get even just like a, a shadow figure or something that we can't debunk that is very very clear, I mean, I would be thrilled. Like we have so like I said, we have so many cameras going. We have stationary cameras. We have handheld cameras. We have um, 
cameras that we uh, set up pointed at trigger objects. Like, I mean, we have everything. So mm-hmm. being able to watch those and have something pay off to where we see like something cross the doorway or see something go down the hallway, it's anything like that, that would be like incredibly satisfying for us. Right. Definitely. Man, there's, I, oh, there have been, there, there's a couple of investigations that we've had to throw away um, because you just couldn't, it was either too much contamination or there just wasn't anything that happened. Um, yeah. That's, and when you're making a docu-series, there's just, um, there's nothing you can do with that. No one wants to watch nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta have something. It's like, hey, look, yeah, we went to this location, and, uh, well, you can watch us trying to get some activity, but no activity happened. But still, Go to this location because you might be luckier than yeah. us. Like you don't want to do that. It doesn't look good for you yeah. or the location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the most the most disheartening one though was when there was so, just too much contamination. Uh, that was that was a really really well known location. I'm not going to say the name of the location because I don't want to do that to anybody. But that that look, I was so excited to go there. Um, had a, a really great guest investigator with us, and we. Uh, Man, we we pulled all the outs for it, and it's just too much contamination. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing like no matter what. Oh, but it could have been that. Mm-hmm. Oh, got that EVP. Yeah, but it could have been that. Oh yeah, because it always went back to that one thing, and it just oh, just that is disheartening. So, but hey, at least I got to go to that location. <laughs> <laughs> so the best way uh, for people to for us to flow people to you is your YouTube channel. Yes, please. Everybody go check out youtube.com slash WVPara, W-V-P-A-R-A. You can search uh, Forgotten Relics uh, in the search bar. It should bring it up as well. But um, we definitely are, like I said, very proud of what we have so far. And we're getting better every time we go out. We're learning new techniques. We're learning uh, new mm-hmm. lighting. We're learning the filmmaking aspect of it as we go. So it's only going to get better. So watch what we have, but know that we're working really hard to make it even better. Yeah. What, you know, time is the most valuable currency. And of course, Sean and I appreciate your time, uh, two hours of your time. It really is a blessing. And, and just the time and, you know, heart that you guys have, like on all the channels, especially TikTok, but on your YouTube, it, 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 it's definitely a valuable, you know, use of everyone else's time to consume that content, to learn, to experience it. And um, for, you know, people to go back and listen to this again, listen to your answers on all these questions and, you know, the into the bits, all that jazz. Uh, you, you dropped a lot of gold um, and, you know, those, those uh, little gems uh, that I think, you know, when people go back and, Rewatch it, re-listen to it, and they're going to take a lot away from this episode. And just know that Sean and I really, really appreciate you, JJ. I appreciate the kind words. Like I said, I Mm. I really appreciate you guys letting us come on and uh, promote everything. You guys were awesome. You did a great job. The questions were outstanding. So (laughs) thanks for your time. And for anybody who has any questions at all, uh, don't hesitate to hit us up. Like I said, I've been doing this a long time, so I have a lot of useless knowledge to, to throw around. So anybody who, who needs it, uh, hit us up. Awesome. Hey, thank you for coming on thank once you. again. It's, it's 
We're welcome to come on. Each time you drop a video, message me, man, and we'll have you back on. I want to help you guys promote. Um, hopefully, we get you guys at least a couple more uh, views here and uh, some more followers. And uh, yeah, and, and and listen, JJ, you're awesome, but you gotta you gotta you gotta bring Scott. I wanna I wanna see the person who created that thing. Okay, <laughs> I mean I mean if he. He was one hands on with that boob buddy thing that over there. We need to have him on too. You know, you know, we need to pick his brain. Scott's a little, he's a little camera shy. He likes to, he prefers to be behind the camera instead of in front of the camera, but I think I might be able to twist his arm and hey, him next yeah, time. I mean, you know what? We can have him on without video. So just be you and then he you would just kinda look kinda let's see if I can uh, do this. Have a picture of that boob buddy thing. Right? And just there you has, go. Yeah. yeah. And Maybe his like, voice, yeah. Have its mouth move too, you know. We'll 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 get creative, JJ. We will. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Uh, I really appreciate you. Yeah. Hey, thank you, uh, man. Did you have one? Is there anything else you want to sh- throw out there before we go ahead and, and wrap things up? Um, I know we're. I, I put the link in the comments there, so people will hopefully find the link for the full channel for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything else, did you? Do you have any events, Paracons, anything you guys will be going to or anything? Not yet. We're we're planning on some stuff for later in the year, so fingers crossed everything comes together. Uh, but uh, no, everybody just or just wanted to shout everybody out who's helped us out uh, with Forgotten Relics. Shout out to, um, like I said, Sweet Springs, to Heyman, Teresa, and Cindy do a great job there. Um, shout out to uh, our friend Lindsay. Uh, from Dark Hollow Paranormal, who helped us out with one of our locations. Uh, shout out to Austin and the Underground Paranormal Network for hooking us up with the Ohio locations. And then, obviously, shout out to Vanessa and Scott for helping me along this journey. So, nice. uh, everybody, nice. much love, and uh, we can't wait to show you what we have coming up. Nice. We got to get Austin on here again. He came on when I first started the podcast. We got Austin on. We got to get him back on. I'm going to message him. He's a good guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, hey, and if hey people people want to meet the rest of your team too, man. People like to uh, mm-hmm. to get to know people. So, like I said, you guys are welcome on any time. Anything we can do to help, this is why we have, why we started the show. So, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Um, guys, I guess we'll we'll just go ahead and uh, start wrapping it up. I hope we helped you guys over this hump day and help you guys slide into the weekend. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, we will actually see you guys next week. Uh, Brian, do you know who our guest is next week? Uh, no, but you do. I, I do. It's right here <laughs> on my calendar. Uh, I like everything to be a surprise. Like I don't, I don't pre have the questions. You know, so so, so as soon as I look at that that doll's face, I just start <laughs> thinking of these questions on the side. So what what I'm hearing is I don't need to include our paranormal podcast in my Google calendar that I used for our guests. That's Keep it private. We'll surprise you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I joking. don't, I don't. Yeah. That, that calendar doesn't sync. All, all I have on my calendar is podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> next, next week is Jeremy York. Um, he's, he's a, he's been in the field for a long time. He's a good guy. So that'll be another good show guys. So, and it'll be our 100th podcast. Ooh, Jeremy will be um, excited to hear that. He's number 100. Yeah. 
Awesome. Nice. Man, that's what I forgot to do. I was going to play some Bone Thugs East 1990. I'm not even going to pretend to sing. Sorry. <laughs> Showing my ears, only, too. Only, only heavy metal here with JJ, okay? That, that's, that's right. That's only, right. Oh, I mean, that or static audio. There's no in-between, Sean. No, <laughs> no not, not, I don't know. I, I kind of like I, like I like Bone, man. Bone Thugs, they sing about the Ouija board. Mr. Ouija, can you hear me? You never heard any of that stuff? Come on. It sounds really good if you got a system. You got some bass going. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just because I'm from Cleveland. I don't know. I grew up in Cleveland in the '90s, man. It's all about the bone. Even if you liked heavy metal, you were listening to Bone too, man. Oh, you got you got to <laughs> get down with Crossroads. Yeah, you got to right, you got to get down. Right. With that. right? <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, John Gilmore, folks. It's all about the bone. And on that note, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> everyone, you have a wonderful night. Oh. JJ, you're the best. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we're leaving on uh, Brian talking about my bone. All right. And on that note, everybody, <laughs> have a great week. See you all next week. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. This paranormal adventure that we're all on connects us. This is our paranormal community. This is our paranormal podcast. With your host, Sean Gilmore. He's worked in the paranormal field for 10 years. He was featured on the TV show Paranormal Survivor that airs on Travel Channel. His passion is creating parity. With your host, Brian Mercer. He's worked in the paranormal He wants to help people start their paranormal adventure or grow their existing one. This is our paranormal adventure. This is our paranormal community. This is our paranormal podcast. It's about supporting. It's about making ParaUnity a real thing because we all need to support each other within our community. And that's what the show has always been about. 